I really hope that Harry and Jamie Redknapp share this account and uh, tweet about cryptocurrencies and whatever the hell Jamie is interested in. Shiny suits. <laughs> yeah, sh- <laughs> cryptocurrency and shiny suits. It's time for the podcast. It's time for the podcast. Welcome to the Dirty Tackle Podcast. Come in. I am Brooks Peck, editor of DirtyTackle.net and Howler Magazine's WhatAHowler.com, and I am here with my two semi-present co-hosts, Mr. Ryan Bailey, Mr. Theo Messi, in their various parts of the world. Well, you're not not here with me, but you're here with me in spirit. Thank God. I can hear your voice. I'm always present. I can see parts of your bodies. The omnipresent Ryan Bailey music. Always. I'm always present except for when I'm playing on Instagram and stuff on my phone and I'm not really in the room. <laughs> All right, well. Which is like half the time. Yeah, most of the time. Ryan, put your Instagram down and let us know how you're doing, what you're wearing, and what's going on with you. I'm doing terribly well, Brooks. Thank you so much for asking. Today I'm wearing my Liverpool Champions League away shirt, which uh, is the most pointless garment in the world because <laughs> it's basically red. They wore it against Maribor during the week when they won like 15-0 or whatever they did. And I was looking at the TV pictures thinking, why are they wearing a basically slightly different red shirt as they're awake it? <laughs> Doesn't make sense! But I bought one anyway. I love it. Wonderful. Wait, Brooks, is, is Maribor uh, that tweet you made where you, people are like, don't know what a silver lining means? Oh my God, I got torn apart on Twitter. I was reading that on the way home today. Yeah, so I, I did a tweet. Congrats. As you do. Uh, joking how Maribor had more shots on goal against Liverpool than May United did. And apparently the Twitter account for May United fans who don't have a sense of humor picked up on it and sent it out to all their followers because I got inundated with tweets from from May United fans who just... That don't know what a silver lining is. <laughs> exactly. I had no idea what that uh, silver lining is attached to something that's bad and thought I was saying <laughs> that Maribor are better than May United. So that was a that was a fun day, responding to hundreds of people. Can you tell that United fans are on edge a bit? A little bit. Talk about sensitive. Jeez, the, these years of David Moyes and Louis Van Hall and Mourinho's uh, trouble of disappointment uh, have not been kind to them. They are very sensitive. Well, it used to be um, Liverpool and Newcastle fans who are the most sensitive in the world. So maybe they're handing over the mantle. Yeah, it used to be. You could make jokes about Man United all day, and they would just laugh it off and not care. But Man, times have changed. Yeah. Anyway, so with that aside, Theo, how are you and what are you wearing? I'm doing well. Um, I'm happy that you're you're educating the people of Twitter when they're coming after you. <laughs> I, I appreciate I that from a podcast uh, talent point of view. Yeah. Uh, I'm wearing the Dirty Tackle t-shirt, of course, the best t-shirt As in always. The Have you taken it off since the last episode when you were also wearing it? Or you just yep. wear it all no, day, I, I wash, no, I wash it in between, but yes, I do wear it every day. Wow. Um, okay, good. Red card logo, new on the chest, yeah. banging on it as I walk down the street. Keep your eyes peeled. Not Get fading, yours. still super vibrant. No, after, can't fade. Wow. After a the quality watches. is so high. Yeah. Uh, Patreon.com slash Dirty Tackle, 10 bucks. We'll fork one over to you. You can be cool like us. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> 
you know, people will recognise you going down the street if you're caught wearing your dirty tackle t-shirt. And if you want them to smell you before they see you, wear it like Theo. Every day. <laughs> Just constantly, all the time. I said I wash it. What do, what do you not understand? Sure. Sure you do. <laughs> well, I am wearing my Sunil Gulati out now. Please, for the love of God, get him out of the USSF uh, t-shirt. I mean, Is that a hashtag? Because I don't know if it would fit. It's not a Very hashtag. Concise. No, I, I wrote it myself. Um, it takes up the entire shirt. I had to make <laughs> it in a uh, 5XL just to fit it all on the shirt. But, mm-hmm. um, yeah, Sunil, go, please, now. So we, we know where you stand. Yeah. Too bad he's not going to go. U.S. soccer needs a change. have a little recap for our dirty tackle fantasy league uh you know coming out of the international break that's still a thing it is still a thing uh and you still just have uh alexander lacazette giving you a big two and a half points in our taga fantasy league so get the taga app and and join us if you haven't already but i think Messi is nothing if not loyal i think coming out of the uh international break we all kind of struggled scores were low but in our foursome once again mr ryan bailey comes out on top Full disclosure, I forgot to set my team this week. I think, yeah! I think we all did. <laughs> I, think, I think all four of us did. Oh, man. <laughs> so Ryan had 99 points. I had 82. Boom. Producer Bobo had 34. And Theo Messi and Mr. Lacazette had two and a half points. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Um, pro tip, by the way, if you don't want to set a lineup, just put the whole Man City team in and be done with <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, that's a good default. Yeah, yeah. but is, does our league have a limit on how many players you can have? For no, you can get no. whoever you want. Wow. Yeah. Okay, so maybe I will go in there after this and just put the whole Man City team in. That's not a bad idea. Congrats to a song, Nick Menjong, who uh, finished top of the league this this past week with 143 he points. As well. Yeah, it does. Yeah, extra point for that. Had. Uh, the big points were Christian Eriksen. Heard of him. Uh, Trippier in defense. Haven't heard of him. They went heavy on Tottenham. And, uh, of course, Gabriel Jesus. Hey. 26 points. Jesus. Leading the front line. Yeah, I didn't have him because uh, I didn't set my lineup. Pro tip, you should get him because he's going to tap in a lot of goals this year. I'm impressed with my 82 points for forgetting. Yeah. Yeah. So the moral is here, none of us bothered to set our lineup, but you definitely should. Exactly, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the moral is pay attention after international breaks. That's that's the, uh, the yeah. lesson here. Some would call that hypocritical. We're calling it a branding opportunity. Just do it. <laughs> so get on the Taga app and, uh, and join us going forward. We'll, Taga, we'll set our Taga, lineups. Taga, Taga. Except for Theo, who will just stick with Lacazette. For, for I don't know. Now, now that I now that I know that there's not a handicap placed on me for my genius <laughs> uh, football and brain, maybe I will set a whole lineup. Stay tuned. <laughs> All right, we'll we'll hold our breath for that one. Yep. Okay, moving on. Uh, dirty tackles of the week. Who besides, of course, Sunil Gulati deserves a dirty tackle this week? Ryan, let's start with you. Uh, I'm dirty tackling all three of us for not bothering to set our toga lineups. <laughs> that's no, that's uh, well-deserved, yeah. Professional foul, not dirty tackle. I'm going for a cult hero of the folklore of dirty tackle. I'm mm. actually going for Mr. Harry Redknapp today. What? I feel like we've had a few Harry Redknapp dirty tackles already. I'm surprised he can yep. still stand at this point. I am leaning out the Range Rover and <laughs> shouting, Harry Redknapp, you are dirty tackled today. Why you got Get problems on your with bikes. the Bitcoin, boys? <laughs> yeah, so Harry Redknapp... Uh, 
this isn't exactly breaking news for the podcast listeners, but a little while ago, he tweeted from his official uh, Twitter handle at Rednap, which is a great handle. <laughs> that is a good handle, yeah, strong. I hope I think he he speaks for Jamie as well. But um, <laughs> his tweet says, "Proper excited about mobile cryptocurrency. I'm in. Get involved!" Exclamation point. And he's got electronium.com <laughs> at electronium hashtag electronium. <laughs> so, uh, what we're meant to believe here is. A manager who, when he was in court, when he was accused of uh, bribery and fraud fraud proceedings, uh, he said, quote, I can't work a computer. I don't know what an email is. I haven't ever sent a fax and I've never even sent a text message. We're now meant to believe he is the master of mobile cryptocurrency. And he's tweeting about it, too. Yeah, yeah. Not only that, he's using the medium of Twitter to tell us. It It must have been his first tweet. He's had a come to internet moment here, and uh, he's also not under oath, so he's not lying anymore. So yes, he yeah. is in a cryptocurrency. Maybe um, moving further north in the country to Birmingham has really opened his eyes to electronic <laughs> information because no, he's I think transformed he, himself. He got a new dog, a new puppy, who was very hip to the you know current technology, and this new puppy <laughs> introduced him to Twitter and cryptocurrencies all at once. Oh, Harry, bruv, get on Bitcoin. That's what he's saying, I think. Maybe he's related to Atten and that dog. I'm not sure. But uh, actually, Harry (laughs) Redknapp wasn't the the only person in uh, sport clearly selling out. I think, who was it Cahill when the Australia game? He did a celebration which was pertaining to um, to advertising, which didn't do his usual nonsense he does. And my favorite, or possibly my favorite, was on Instagram, Stephen Gerrard. I don't know if you saw this Instagram post he put out last week. I would recommend Resurf Asphalt to do any road resurfacing, car parks, (laughs) etc. They've done a good job on my commercial project. And it's a picture of a a machine doing tarmacking a road. It's amazing. Stephen Gerrard, what are you doing? It's getting that cake. Yeah, it's a very believable wording. I I guarantee Stephen Gerrard came up with that all on his own. Harry Redknapp and Stephen Gerrard are men who've presumably done quite well from the profession they're in. Why do they need to squeak this extra money out from tweets for asphalt and cryptocurrency? You can always do better. You can always do better. Ryan, do not tell me that if, uh, you know, a hamster wheel company came to you and asked you for a tweet that you would well, give it for a hundred Ryan is the guy who wears the posture backpack. He's been advertising that for weeks now, so... For free. Exactly. So, yeah. Excuse Ryan, me, I'm just going to no take a sip from my LaCroix. What are you guys saying? Yeah. Ryan, you have no authority here. But wait, can we back this train up to the uh, the at Redknapp Twitter account? Go ahead. I really hope that Harry and Jamie Redknapp have like a DeBoer twins thing going on where they share this account and uh, tweet about cryptocurrencies and whatever the hell Jamie is interested in. Shiny suits. <laughs> yeah, shiny <laughs> Cryptocurrency and shiny suits. <laughs> they go together quite well. To they be really do. Yeah. It's like lamb and tuna fish. Yeah. Uh, uh, sure. You know, uh, what well, the question here is, though, if you had to invest in one thing, would it be Bitcoin or asphalt? <laughs> I think, um, uh, why not both? Why not both? You got to di- diversify your investments, Ryan. Flying cars are on deck. That's investing in a lot. Redknapp loves a sellout. Looking further down his feed, there's a picture of him in, in a captain's hat with a pair of binoculars saying, had so much fun on board at Princess Cruises. Thanks for taking care of me. Hashtag come back new. Oh, Harry. Cruises and cryptocurrency oh. and shiny suits. 
<laughs> the triumvirate of proper investment. Someone's got to keep this guy in Range Rovers, I guess. Fair enough. Exactly. Yeah. Those power windows don't uh, pay for themselves. I'm done talking about this, man. What's next? All right. So I think next up, Theo and I have a joint dirty tackle. We're doing it. Oh. He's going high. I'm going low. We're going to tag team it. Theo, do you want to introduce this one while I limber yeah, up? Yeah, so... Uh... So can you do Ameri- alternate words? Like, you can, how much are you going to share it? We are, yeah. We're going to alternate alternate words. Alternate syllables. It's a really good idea. <laughs> I don't know if Brooks is limber enough for it, though, yet. Just give me some time. I'm not. I'm definitely not. Um, yeah, I'm going to go high and take off my soccer boot and put it to the neck of Columbus Crew owner Anthony Precourt for his egregious way of trying to move the Columbus Crew to Austin, Texas. Columbus Crew... The original MLS franchise, a historic club in American terms. Lamar Hunt took a chance, built the first soccer-specific stadium out of his own pocket for Columbus. They've been there for a while. They've actually just rebranded recently. One of the more successful teams in league history. Their owner, on the eve of the playoffs, basically, is looking to move the team to Austin. Found this out Tuesday morning. Told all the players shortly after. And uh, this is the situation that the Columbus MLS fans find themselves in. And I think it's a... Dire shame. So this buck thumb of a man wants to move <laughs> the club to Austin, Texas, and uh, they've already filed the paperwork to to reserve names like Austin Athletic and what were some of the other ones like Austin FC, Austin or... Villa, yeah, <laughs> Austin Villa, <laughs> Austin Villa, Austin Power. I would kind of get behind that one. That's kind of funny. I Austin would, Power FC. I would have a hard time hating that one, but um. Yeah, so he wants to move the club to Austin. He's he's saying that the stadium in Columbus just isn't up to his standards. He wants a brand new stadium. He's trying to extort the city for a new stadium under the threat of moving the club D- downtown. But like, is he? I think he's already made up his mind. Oh, he, he has move the club. This he is, knows. Yeah, the stadium. He knows he's excuse. not getting that downtown stadium. Yeah, that's an excuse to try and uh, you know fly to town under, under cover of this excuse. So but, this is the bizarre American sports practice of owners moving teams around because they won't get stadiums bought for them. Exactly. Essentially, right? yes. Yeah. The taxpayers won't fund criminal. their private enterprise, and they get all pissy and want to leave. I mean, from a from an English European perspective, I'm. It, it's just astonishing that any any taxpayer has to pay for a stadium. Like, there's only kind of one example in the UK of that, and that's West Ham moving into the Olympic Stadium. Yeah. And the amount of controversy over that because yeah. they didn't arguably didn't pay enough to the government to take over that stadium and enough in rent uh, to, to have whole cities, you know, actually just say, "Oh yeah, we'll we'll buy you an entire stadium." It just seems completely backwards to me. I don't understand it at all. Well, Ryan, you've had some experience, yeah, with with Wimbledon uh, potentially well, going this way. Yeah, I have. A, I would like to join you on this dirty tackle. I have a hundred percent sympathy with the Crew fans out there. Obviously, as a Wimbledon fan, Wimbledon were the only club, I think, in European history, certainly UK history, to ever be franchised and moved to a different city. It, it will never happen again, guaranteed. It's a horrible, horrible thing to have your club ripped away from you. Those fans, they've bought season tickets. I was looking through Twitter feeds and seeing, you know, married couples who'd had their wedding receptions at the stadium, who'd formed big parts of their lives as part of that club. It's a real tragedy to have it just yeah. ripped away by some dumbass owner who decides yeah, I mean, he wants to make a bit more money somewhere else. It's A club should be a representation of the community it's in. Certainly in the UK, clubs are generally deemed as being owned by the community rather than some guy in a suit yeah he might own it on a piece of paper but you know your club is your your city you you own it it's yours whereas that doesn't seem to apply in you know american sports franchising which is a crying shame 
And MLS obviously doesn't have the uh, long history of football in England, but Columbus Crew literally is the team in American soccer with the most history. They are the first club in MLS. Well, the, the uh, MLS club with the most history. Well, even, they, maybe not even that. They start playing each other in the first few years then. Just, Seattle just and Portland have themselves. history that goes beyond MLS, so maybe not them. Well, I think it has to do with the alphabet. The C makes them the first, <laughs> technically, when it was on the dossier. But, gotcha. I mean, if you, want, if you want to find a legacy club in American soccer, they were the first, and they were in a final just a couple of years ago. They hosted the MLS Cup final in the modern Are they era. moving to Austin just to move up the alphabet? Perhaps, but you can't be more firster than first. Especially when you're last. But what what yeah. I find most baffling is that, so this guy bought the the crew. Obviously, he must have had this this plan in his mind the entire time. So he, he bought into Dick. this club to probably avoid the uh, hundred million dollar expansion fees that MLS yep. charges for new teams, and he thought uh. that this could be like a discount way in. And MLS is letting him do this in the press release for this announcement. The league signed off on it. They said, "Yeah, we're good with this. If if Columbus yeah. won't give him Garber, a stadium, we're good with this." And I think that's Garber's just quote was literally like, "We don't generally like to do this, but in this case, yeah, we're good with it." But I think that's like, just, what the fuck is that? That just proves that MLS is to soccer what McDonald's is to food. They don't care. It's just cost whoa, whoa, analysis. Whoa. Relax and on the McDonald's and <laughs> relax. McDonald's Let's not drag is a McDonald's great place. Is that a besmirchment of McDonald's? Yes, you cannot compare. McDonald's to the Columbus crew. I can. Well. It's just pure franchise. Yellow is prevalent in both, and I'll leave it there. They're, yeah. They they care nothing about communities. It's just franchising but, and an abomination. It's true, but two more aspects that especially deserve uh, maybe a couple more whacks of the cleat to Preckert's neck. Uh, one, <laughs> they waited until after full season non-refundable deposits for next year were already completed to make this announcement. Oh so my there God, are... Pretty much every single season ticket holder for Columbus Crew has now lost out on uh, a year's worth of money towards their season tickets. It's second. All right, go on. You got a problem? The, the fact I just can't get past the fact that MLS would let them do this, would would go along with this plan. It's just totally destroys. I mean, as a single entity, you might think that I'm being too hard on the league as a whole, but this is a single entity league, so they do things all for one and one for all. So when one portion of it does something like this it's a reflection on the entire league right and this is almost like a little bit of a microcosm of this american soccer as a business problem that we've been talking about in relation to failing to qualify for the world cup this is the like poster move for the fact that american soccer exactly is a business it's a business shouldn't be yeah business first and everything else second but the ugliest thing is that obviously there's an austin 2 mls Support group, website, etc., all funded by Anthony Preckert, the man trying to move the team there. Um, that group is throwing a watch party in Austin this weekend on Sunday for the Columbus Crew versus New York City FC MLS regular season finale. It's gross. In Austin. It's just so gross, and it makes me Disgusting. so upset. Disgusting. And that's our dirty tackle of the week. Yeah, American soccer is a bad place. Going, going all in on uh, buck-tooth-thumb Anthony Preckert. Is it Sorry, guys, you court? guys need to know about this. Uh, it doesn't matter. It's not yeah. relevant. He, he's a wingding. Um, <laughs> a wingding. <laughs> these are real issues, and this is not okay. Yeah, this is important. While we cool down, let's hear a word from our first sponsor here, who uh, has a better message than Anthony Precourt. Yup, yup. Guten Tag, I am your pain kiss, manager of Bayern Munich. Again. 
I'm now the oldest manager ever in the Champions League, but that doesn't mean I don't know what's super hip in today's youth culture, which is why I've opened Jupp Heinke's cool place for happening people. If you're young and cool, this is the place to be. Jupp knows, yeah? Kawabunga, Dudarinos. You like avocado on all your food? Of course you do. We have avocado on spaghetti and meatballs. Very cool food, yeah? You like to take your own pictures and send to people who don't care? We have postal workers who will hand deliver your pictures anywhere in the world within 17 days. You like fidget spinners? We have a carousel you can sit on and fidget all around all night long while DJ Thomas Muller spins the hottest dog theme tunes by the Baja Men. Who lets the dogs out? Yup, 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 yup. Who lets the dogs out? Yup, did motherfucker. That's Yup Heimke's cool place for happening people. Come hang around with us and you'll be cooler than Philip Lahm after being stuffed into a tiny refrigerator. Ryan, what time is it? You know what time it is. It's true. Truaya, yes, Katie is one of our own. The very, very best segment on this show. It's Truaya. It's the segment where I read out statements. Some of them are true, some of them are false. Brooksy and Theo E have to decide which is which. Are you ready, boys? Theo E, Theo E, Theo E. Okay, let's get going. We're going to go back to Germany. Raphael Wolf who is the goalkeeper for a German team. Fortuna Dusseldorf, in fact, is the goalkeeper for. He saved a shot with his penis and told everybody about it. (laughs) And he was very proud of it. It's a fact. Is that true or false? It's a fact. I know it's a fact. Yeah, this is true. But I'm going to say it was also a humble brag about the size of his dong. I I feel like he lied. You know what I mean? Like... Like yeah. if you watch on replay, like you can tell that he saved it like with his body, not necessarily his penis in particular. Um, yeah, yeah. So he's, he's a liar. But this story he's is trying to brag true-ish. about his dong size, and uh, yeah, yeah. I think this was a. It, it is true. I think it, Brooks is quite right. It was a humble brag. You know, there was that really good save in the Liverpool game, Man United Liverpool game that David de Gea did, where he saved with his foot. Yeah, I think it was like that, and sort of Raphael Wolf is pretending that he had it like tucked in his sock, and he's yeah. saying that, that, you know, that's that's what he was going for there. <laughs> and the, the quote he gave to Goal dot com, the uh, one of our favourite sources of uh, trueness alongside Tribal Football, behind is, Tribal um, Football, Carlos Volcano. Just fine. Only just before. <laughs> Carlos volcano, volcano eruption. It's in another town, so the eruption of truth doesn't even touch it. <laughs> this is not a volcano original. This is no kind of mountainous lava spewing thing. Um, the quote here is, you always say you save with your balls, but this one I saved with my penis. Uh, I don't think you always say you save with your balls. No, I well, don't think that's a Troy saying. Dini would say that Arsenal are not saving anything with their <coughs> balls or their cojones. <laughs> Very true. Very true. All right, let us move on from Troy Deeney and penises to Pep Guardiola. Uh, He pumps up the Manchester City team before big games by playing the Oasis song, Don't Look Back in Anger. Bobo, tune in a little bit for us here. Slip inside the eye of your mind Don't you know you might find A better place to play 
you go. Obviously, a huge song which really gets the uh, pulse going. Is that the song that Pep Guardiola plays before big games? True or false? False. I think Pep plays some kind of like interpretive jazz, some like really obscure. Difficult jazz as he rubs on his head really hard. Yeah. Yeah, no discernible melody, just really difficult I'm going to say true. I know that I or I saw the story that they have been playing Oasis 4 games. Clearly it's working. They're running rampant in the league and Europe. And, you know, if they're playing Sunday league and they're not telling anyone, I'm sure they're kicking ass there too. Uh, I'm going to say false. It's a different Oasis song because you're an Which asshole. One? Which one? <laughs> Uh, Oasis in Paris by Jay-Z and Kanye West. <laughs> okay. It is true. It's true. Fuck. According to one of my other favorite sources of trueness, the Daily Mail. <laughs> Ryan. But don't look back in anger. Don't look back in anger. I heard you say. We have to get you some new sources. <laughs> Never not for this segment, anyway. Before the uh, victory over Chelsea earlier in the season, Guardiola played Don't Look Back in Anger in the dressing room, uh, which I'm not sure quite what the message is of that sending you out onto the field. But for me, Don't Look Back in Anger is like the uh, five minutes to 2 a.m. in the disco, everybody singing along kind of song. Yeah. It's not like the no, getting no, no, roused no. up for 90 minutes song. No, it's like, it's like putting him off. He's like, the tactics are perfect. The game plan is out. It's all on you now. Do not look back at me in anger if this does not go well. Because <laughs> yeah. I'm a genius and you need to do the rest. It's one of those moves that I don't quite get. Like Pep Guardiola playing this song in the dressing room. I imagine most of the players are sitting there thinking, I was like six months old when this song came out. Why is he playing this old shit? What does this mean? <laughs> it's cool, though. It relates to Man City. It makes it like, you know, a local thing. I like it. Well, I yeah. just hope that... Yeah, sure. I just hope that Pep paid for the album instead of streaming it or else Liam Gallagher will be very upset as he pours his own tea. Uh, he would not be happy. I don't know if you guys saw that rant from Liam Gallagher as he was making his own tea. Yeah. It's fucking good, man. Now, in the 90s, I got someone else to fucking do it, but now I can't fucking money. is tight, too tight to mention. Got to do it yourself, aren't you? No one buys records these days. In the 90s, I had about four people doing it. Little geezer doing a kettle. Our kid. Some other little doing that. Some other little fucking idiot doing that. Now you got to do your fucking. Now you got to do it yourself these days. You know what I mean? Because these fucking not smart asses download fucking tunes for niche. And they wonder why there's no real rock and roll stars around. This is the shit you got us doing, fuckers. Yeah, he used to have three guys for that apparently. Yeah, yeah. and now he has none. Yeah. How hard is it to make tea? I've I've taken to making a bit of tea, a cuppa, if you will. It's, and it's pretty easy. You just like put a thing in a hot water and call it a day. Well, well, he used. To, he said he used to have someone to pour the kettle, someone to do the bag, and someone to do. Because he's milk a rock star, and, and rock stirring. stars shouldn't have yeah, to do that. Ah, yeah, but now dope. he does it himself. Yeah. So poor dope. Liam. Yeah. Dope, dope, dope. All right, uh, let's move on to the next one. It's also Guardiola themed. Uh, Pep Guardiola has a lovely, lovely apartment in Manchester. Uh, he has a live-in Michelin-starred chef. Is that true or false? Unless during his off year, he uh, his little sabbatical year he took in New York, unless he studied uh, cooking there, I don't think he has a Michelin star chef there. So I say false. I'm going to say false as well. Uh, if he had a live-in chef, it'd be way harder for him to get these ill fits off on the town when he's going to posh restaurants and flexing mm. his Stone Island collection. <laughs> um, so I'm going to say false. 
You both are very perceptive. It is false. What a damn waste of a Michelin star chef that would be if Guardiola <laughs> had his own one in his apartment. Um, he's staying in the City Suites uh, on Chapel Street, right in the middle of Manchester. So I'm sure he has honking horns and dirty, drunk manx around him at all times of the day. But he does have an apartment, though, unlike Mourinho, who's in a hotel still. Well, maybe in the Lowry Hotel, Mourinho does have a Michelin he star does, chef. Yeah. He might do. Um, but should. I'm looking looking at the article here once again from my favorite uh, source of news, the Daily Mail. Ryan, um, the, the, you have so, so many I, favorite I think, sources of of news though, because you said ass is your favorite source. You've tried to jump on the Carlos Valdez. No, I, I just wagon, said not I just said do. I like ass. That's I, different. I think we've discovered the answer to the question: True are you? And the answer is no. You are not true. All <laughs> yeah. the sources are. The answer fake. is you're a fucking phony. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've known that all along. I'm glad you're just tagging up. But uh, the, the, this apartment that he's got, I was expecting Pep to have like an incredible like $10,000 a night kind of place, right? Yeah. Uh, looking at the prices here, it's uh, 76 pounds a night, which works out about 2,300 pounds a month. Now, I'm sure a lot of people pay more than that for their bumfuck regular city apartments. <laughs> They're not Pep Guardiola. He's well, on Manchester City Pep money. He's a minimalist. He, he likes to keep things simple. I can imagine his entire apartment is just whiteboard surfaces with crazy tactics scribbled all over. Yeah, <laughs> like like Jim Carrey in the movie Twenty Three. Yes. Yeah. 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 With a "Don't Look Back <laughs> in Anger" playing in a loop. Yeah, that's amazing. <laughs> the the number eleven. I think actually, when you enter Manchester's uh, city borders, uh, "Don't Look Back in Anger" is just piped in the air. You just hear it everywhere. Like the bookstore. Anyway. Yeah. Exactly. Like everywhere. Like everywhere. <laughs> Let's move on to Mr. Ben Foster, West Brom keeper. Didn't play in last week's draw with Leicester, Craigie Shakespeare's final game. R.I.P. Because he injured himself playing with his dog in the garden. Is that true? R.I.P. in peace, Shaky. Uh, I think that is true. I, th- I think, uh, you know, footballers get their weird injuries sometimes. Uh, Ever Benega mm. ran over his own foot with his own car. Um, yeah, guys do dumb stuff. I, I think... Yeah, guys do happen. dumb stuff. That's, that's a fact. True, that's, that's, a true that's the fact. truest thing. That's true, Arya. That's the truest fucking thing that's ever been said on exactly. this podcast. Um, I'm going to also say true. Leo Messi, obviously the world's leading footballer, also the world's leading dog owner, has a massive <laughs> fucking dog. If this guy's dog was anywhere near as big as Leo's dog, I can imagine it crushed him. I'm going to say true. <laughs> Well, this is a story about injuring yourself in the garden. I've led you both down the garden path because it's false. He injured himself playing with his son in his garden, not his dog. His son. Ha <laughs> ha, fooled you. Ah, joke's on you. Good work, ah, dude. I win. You're the man. Ah. Good job. Can I just interject here and say, ever since Theo and I teamed up on a dirty tackle, we have been in, like, total sync here. We've said the same answer for, like, every single one, I think. Yeah. This is bad news we for you, Ryan. This is your last stage. show. Hate to tell you this way. <laughs> Why don't you go just back, marry each other? Go back Jeez. to England. Wrong with Raleigh you. or wherever you're Yeah, go back to Raleigh. <laughs> go back to the, the triangle. Go back to yeah, Tobacco next. Road. You you Cameron crazy you. Okay, then. All right, one more <laughs> true idea for you then, guys. Let's see if you can give me different answers here. I bet you can't. Ronnie Daler, uh, the Norwegian ledge uh, former Celtic manager. He uh, inspired a recent win. He's manager of Valerenga now in Norway. He inspired a win by stripping completely naked in the dressing room before a game. True or false? Oh. How does that work? I say false. What is inspirational about an old naked man? I think maybe he's like a German goalkeeper and he's, you know, he's packing it down there. He's stripped naked and said, look at this. This will inspire you. I, I say false. I think this is another Ryan Bailey trickaroo. 
I think he's pulled the old Louis Van Hall story when he showed his balls to the uh, Bayern team and scarred <laughs> and scarred Luca Toni for life. Uh, I think he's pulled that story and applied it. To Is that why else. Luca Toni never made it in your in uh, outside of Italy? He made it outside of Italy. He played good for for Bayern. He he had some some good years there. Yeah, yeah. He was he was okay. Yeah, he had some good years there. Don't don't badmouth Luca Toni. I'm not. Luca I love Tony, Luca Tony. I'm saying it's a uno. shame if Louis Van Hall showed him his nutsack, and that's what well, fucked him up. That that did happen. Yeah, he's he's very that upset sucks. about it, but it did happen. Look at these balls. The Germans loved Luca Tony so much that they made a very racist song about him, didn't they? They did. Luca Tony, macaroni. Yeah. Italian sounding things. <laughs> God. Yeah. Yeah. Pipe that one in, uh, uh, producer Bobo. Oh, Here it comes. Fritti scampi e chianti calamari, Luca sei per me. Numero uno. Cannoloni, Lucacioni, Pepperoni, Luca sei per me. Numero uno. Bella donna, mamma mia, alimento, ciao a Roma, Roma, ribri, amore mio. Mozzarella, mortadella, nutella, Luca sei per me. Numero uno. Lovely stuff. Brooks, what did you say? What was your final answer, sorry? I said false. I think Ryan is uh, mixing up his stories again. Yeah. I'm going to say true because Ryan's doubting that we can say different answers, so fuck you. <laughs> and Theo, you have been rewarded for Let's your courage because it's true. Oh. Woo! Oh. Let's go. Um, apparently, Ronnie Daler has a bit of a rep for when he wants to inspire greatness, he just takes all his clothes off. Um, and and <laughs> Does he, that did, work? he did inspire. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah. Can he teach uh, me? Valerenga, who are in Oslo, apparently a club who need to do much better than they do. Uh, it's every club. They got a 2-1 win out of this when he when he did strip. A lot of people have probably seen me nude already, Dela told a website in Norway. He said, we have to have fun in all the seriousness. His captain said, no one was really disappointed that he hasn't done it again since. It was perfectly <laughs> fine. It was a metaphor to try and be ourselves. He wanted us to relax our shoulders. Relax our shoulders, relax our that is. Shoulders. Our shoulders. <laughs> yeah. That might have been lost yeah. in translation, yeah. but I get it. Uh, that's cool. Yo, shouts to him. That's kind of funny. How is it? Uh, how is displaying your penis to everybody else a metaphor to try and be yourself? That's what I'm trying to get my head around. Well, it's to be Maybe more he's free. got a super weird so. penis, and he's like, yo, just let it fly. Let's go. <laughs> Wow. Maybe he's got a tattoo around his groin that says, relax your shoulders. <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't make any sense. No, I admire that. He's, he's free. He's, he's very comfortable with his body. That's, that's good for him. He's got... Yeah, he's yeah. the truth. Me, yeah. him, and Carlos Volcano form a triumvirate of truth. <laughs> and yep. all we want to do is for people to be themselves and have a good time. So come so, at us, bro. I think this is the point where we do a little PSA for all the listeners here. If if you ever want to inspire greatness or, you know, increase productivity in the workplace, you've yeah. got to go in there, take off all no, your clothes, don't, and let Don't say anything. Just don't do, do that. It. No. Make sure you have no everyone's approval before you go nah. naked anywhere. Nah, you don't no, tell HR. You don't tell Everyone has to be on board with this. No lawsuits. No, no, no. no. Ronnie Daler didn't no, get that, HR's that approval. That ruins the, the effect of it. you got to come in there. you got to drop trowel. And it's no, on. I think that's yeah. a bad idea. Don't do you that. No, no, you have dirty tackle approval if you do. No, it. Very you definitely good. do yes. not. Uh, yep. We do not approve you of that. You have Theo Messi approval if you do no. it for sure. <laughs> We're going to need a lot more Patreon money if we're going to start handing out approvals on stuff like that. 
at the $5,000 level, we will get our own lawyer and we can say even more outrageous shit on this podcast. <laughs> so that was true, are you? Uh, I think uh, you both drew because you were too pussy to give different answers to one another. <laughs> You're welcome. Oh. It's not... Mm. Carlos Volcano would frown upon you because you just didn't tell the truth and... I gave a different answer, so I win. Uh, Theo, we live in the post segment era, over. This is all fine. The segment's over, Ryan. I don't know what you understand. Okay, I'll go now. Bye. Perfect. Hi, I'm Craig Shakespeare. You might remember me as the bloke who was somehow manager of Leicester City for eight months. Well, now that I've been sacked, I've decided to carry out my true calling as a playwright. I'm proud to announce that Craig Shakespeare's Hamlet, the story of a man deciding whether to eat a bacon sandwich, will be debuting on the East End stage in November. Buy your tickets now to witness scenes like this one. To eat or not to eat, that is the question. And you'll never forget this one. What do you read, my gaffer? Menus, menus, menus. What's the matter, my gaffer? There is no bacon sandwich. A hamlet, a hamlet, my kingdom for a hamlet. Which is what I call a bacon sandwich. So buy your tickets now, and for the first 17 people who do, I'll even throw in a pair of footballs so you can carry them around under each of your arms like the Bard of Birmingham himself. That's also what I call myself. That's Craig Shakespeare's Hamlet. Jamie Vardy says... I've got no idea what I just watched. I'm sure you'll love it too. This week's supporter shout-out goes to Bruce Norrish, who is bringing respectability back to the name Bruce after Bruce are going to try to destroy it. And Norrish. Fun fact, a lot of people call me Bruce. They think my name is Bruce. When I tell them my name is Brooks, they think it's Bruce, and they call me Bruce, and it's... Interesting. Um, so, hang, hang on, hang on, stop there. How many people think this, and when does it happen? We need to break this down. Like when I One go to when Starbucks. I go to like a takeout place, and I and they ask for your name, and I say my name is Brooks. They always think it's Bruce, so they'll call out Bruce, and I won't know they're, they're, that they're calling for my food. And I, what if you're just taking food. Bruce's food instead, and Bruce I is sat be. there next to you? Yeah, that's maybe. what you should be doing. Yeah. So if I've been doing <laughs> if I've been doing that hey, to you, maybe it's Bruce <laughs> Nourish, and he's not being nourished because you're taking his food. Yeah. So if if that's your food, Bruce Nourish, I apologize for not letting you be nourished. But if you would like to rehabilitate your own name, go to Patreon.com/slash/DirtyTackle and support the show like the good Bruce here. It's a good way to do it. Not like Bruce Ringer, but like this Bruce, the good Bruce. We've got all kinds of rewards, including the Dirty Tackle t-shirt, shout-outs on the show, and access to our exclusive bonus segment each week. E.T. The Extra Time. Join the Extra Time gang. E.T. gang, 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 gang. So go to patreon.com slash Dirty Tackle. Patreon. Check it out and help keep the show alive. Because the fake ads for Yopankis' cool happening place, whatever the hell that was, <laughs> that, doesn't, that doesn't pay us anything. That's not real. Believe That's it or not, that doesn't lies. pay us anything. So uh, They are not fake ads. They are voiced by Werner Herzog, and they are very authentic. <laughs> Thank you very much. <laughs> Bruce Nourish, the only Bruce I recognize. The only the, Bruce we recognize on this podcast. It really, yeah. Bruce Arena is dead to us. Long live Bruce Nourish.
We love Yo, you. by the way, that, that talk we had about the Bruce Arena as the national stadium, that feels like ages ago. Yeah, let's not do that. Yeah, we're going to tear that thing down. That'll never happen. Fuck nope. that. It's going to be the Allardyce Arena before you know. <laughs> yeah. Do the life ref jingle. Perfect. It's the life ref. He refs your life. Uh. So you better watch out. Gonna officiate your life. Because you don't play by the rules, but you should. It's the life ref. The life ref. The life ref. The life ref. Oh, sorry. <laughs> don't look back the- in life ref. I heard you say. We are the purveyors of truth, me, Carlos Volcano, and the manager that got naked in the dressing room. <laughs> Ronnie did the dealer, he's the life ref. <laughs> I think we're merging. Life, life, life. All right, can I bring up the first case here, ladies and gents? Uh, if you must. I would like you to adjudicate on. Uh, we're going back to the game I mentioned earlier in the show, the Leicester against West Bromwich Albion game. Nice Midlands <laughs> little game we had there. Craigie shakes his last game. He's Shaky. now a playwright. Who knew? Sorry, um, in that game, Slamani came on as a, sl- uh, as a slub. As a slub as for a slub. Leicester. <laughs> He was a late um, he was a late substitute for Leicester. Uh, he came on in short sleeves, but with big sort of skiing style gloves on. Uh, for me, a straight red card. It's mid October for a start. Not any hint of snow or frost on the ground in the UK at this point. But also, the short sleeves bother me with it. It's not right. How do we feel about this? For me, uh, I hate Slimani and never want to see him play again. <laughs> yeah, sorry, sorry. What's his name? I'm trying to look up a picture so I can give a proper. Uh... A proper decision. He just said Slimani? his name about twelve times. Yeah, yeah, but I'm not. Yeah, I, I, might, I might have said. Why do you think I listen times? to what he's saying? <laughs> That's a good point. You just probably don't. Islam Slimani. Just, just Theo. Just picture a man <clears throat> wearing gloves and a short sleeve shirt at the same time. In like moderately. Right. Well, warm so weather. here's the yeah. question: because short sleeves and gloves in football is a thing that has been going on for centuries. I can imagine since gloves <laughs> in football centuries. were invented. <laughs> since yeah, the first yeah. glove dropped and the first football was placed on the ground. Swaggy players like Sergio Aguero, Ronaldinho, and I guess this guy with the oven mitts have been wearing short <laughs> sleeves and gloves on the field. And honestly, you need to be of a certain quality to do it. The fact that I can't even remember this guy's name enough to look up the photo means he's not of the quality. I say straight red card oh, as well. Wow. You've got to be pounded in the goals to be wearing that. No. Why did I ask this guy's opinion? I say, I say play on. Who cares? He's wearing gloves, short sleeves. I mean, your hands can get colder than your elbows. That's a... Scientific fact, you get less blood flow to your fingers than your elbow, so you got to regulate that uh, that difference there. That makes sense to me. Play on, no problem. Are you not bothered by the fact that it's like mid-October and it wasn't really very cold? Maybe he just wants to do it as a fashion statement, wearing gloves. Yes. It looks cool. But this is why I give the red card is like you got to be a sick footballer to be no. rocking short sleeves and gloves. Nope. You can you can make fashion statements even if you're not that no. good. It, it's like wearing the, the bright boots. Like you can't be the worst player on the squad what? who's like a, a left back. And Everyone wears bright boot, boots. Bright boots now. Everyone wears bright boots. I don't think boots. you can buy non bright boots anymore. It's a problem. It's but an it's epidemic. a fact of life now, so you can't you can't say that. Well, as a life ref, I'm saying red card to that fact of life. <laughs> <laughs> you're red carding facts of life. Facts don't matter. We've we've said this before we have established that with ryan's uh dubious sourcing in the previous segment 
But yeah, this is a this is a big play on for me. I don't care if you're wearing gloves. I don't care. Wear them in August if you Jesus. want. Doesn't matter. Full disclosure to the listeners: Brooks is wearing gloves right now, <laughs> and only gloves and yeah. short sleeves. <laughs> no, no <laughs> sleeves, just gloves. And my uh, and a tank top. Relax your shoulders tattoo. I'm, I'm <laughs> oh, copying boy. that t- tattoo t- as well. For those keeping score at home, I have Leo Messi's leg tattoos. I have Christian Pulisic's eagle and flag tattoo, shoulder tattoo. Which he's since had removed since the USA did not qualify for the World Cup. Yeah, removed in shame, but I still have mine. Mm. And uh, the relax your shoulders pelvic tattoo. I have them all. You're running out of real estate, my guy. I am, yeah. It's getting dangerous here. Yeah. Mm. I might need dedication anyway. Uh, why don't we move on to the next life decision? I'm going to tee this one up as well. The Norwegian FA um, recently made the decision, a very historic decision, to pay their women's and men's team the exact same amount of money. So I guess I'll ask you, do you think that's a good idea? But also, do you think that's yes. something that the US should do? Yes and yes. Why just the US? This is something that everybody should do. I think, you yes, know. Yes, yes, and yes. These football federations, they're all nonprofits. They're not like corporate entities. So there's no reason that they should be paying different teams different amounts of mm-hmm. money. It's Well, the U.S., as we've learned and well, hopefully have brought to light, yeah. are operating as a corporate entity, and this is the problem. Well, still, the, the U.S. especially should be paying the women's team as much, if not much, much, much more than the men's team. Yes. Because they are actually good in their, uh, in their division. Well, so to play devil's advocate here, uh, if if every nation did that, it might be deemed as unfair because the men's teams, in many instances, generate a lot more money than the women's team. Say in England, po- this it, is my point, you know, the though, men's Ryan. team they get mil- they make millions, whereas the women's team don't. So, is it fair that they get equal pay in that respect? I'm not giving my opinion either way on that one. I'm just putting it out there. But this is my point: if if it's a non-profit entity, what does revenue matter? As long as there's enough to pay everybody, pay them all the same amount. I mean, this isn't a for-profit business, so I feel like who brings in more money is kind of irrelevant. Did you just say football's not a for-profit business? No, it is. Uh, the, the club game is, but the international game should not be and technically is not because it, they're all non-profit entities. All these football associations oh, wow. are non-profit. I can't Correct. wait to go get my tickets for my next US game for free because they don't charge anything well, they for still them because it's to, non-profit. They still have to, you know, pay expenses and, and you know, run, and a, players. run a federation. Yeah. But <laughs> I think Norway's doing it right. And shout out to the Norway men's team who fought for this as well. They fought for yeah. equal pay for the women. So they Absolutely. were on board as well. I, for me, it's a definite play on... It's kind of a self-fulfilling prophecy, too, because if the men's team brings in more money and gets more of that money that they bring in, then they can you know, have better training facilities, they can have you know, right. more resources. But if you devote yeah. more resources to building the, the women's game, they can develop their play and right. maybe not have to have side jobs and focus more on football and, and all that. Also, you've got to remember that most national team players don't play for the money. They're playing for the shirt. They play for money for their club team. They don't, they don't go, oh, I got called up to the national team. I'm going to make some cash out of this. It's a nominal fee anyway. Right. But, so uh, it's, it's, a, it's a good gesture. But when you're making a lot of money for your club team, you can afford to do that. If you're not making a lot of money for your yeah. club team, it's harder. So, of yeah. course. 
It was a bright light in the world of football. Uh, it's good to see and put a smile on my face. That's about so it. So we're all uh, woke bays and we're all letting this one play on. Yeah? Yes. Um, I don't like the way you finished it, but sure. Are <laughs> you not a woke bay? Am I using uh, that right? Am Ryan, I down with the kids? I literally don't know what that Ryan's means. Ryan's been so hanging out know. at Yopankus's cool place for happening people. <laughs> yeah, seriously. <laughs> Jeez yeah. Louise. So I was hanging out with Yoke. I just said, geez, Louise, so I've been hanging out there too. So <laughs> well, when um, me and Yoke was sat down, we were listening to the Baja Men's Greatest Hits. He was just explaining <laughs> to me about how woke he was in his 70s. Not a lot of deep cuts on that one. Uh, just, the one just the one song. But Guys, DJ- I have to interject at this point to tell you I'm also a woke bay. <laughs> But he thinks that's a... Yup, uh, yup, you are nothing but a woke Keebler elf that knows a great deal about <laughs> tactics. So, there you go. Stand down. And Lederhosen wear, uh, wearing. He's great at that. DJ Thomas Muller. Yeah. Cutting those beats. Thomas Muller as a DJ cracks me up. He'd, he'd make a great DJ. He, he really like would. A DJ. Yeah. Mm. Baja men all night. Just the big goofy smile with the, with the cans on his ears. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> All right, so our last life ref case. I don't know if you guys saw this, but there was a clip. You know, Real Madrid uh, and Spurs, they played in the Champions League this week. And as they always do, they lined up for the, for the Champions League anthem, the greatest song in the history of music, we, as we all know. <laughs> yep. And so they, the camera panned along the lineup, all the players, you know, <laughs> just getting ready, getting in the, in the zone. Yeah. And they get to Ronaldo at the end of the line. And he is singing along with the Champions League anthem. How do you sing that song? It has words, like the, that, those operatic uh, voices, the, the chorus singing. It's just like saying the best in different languages, isn't it? Pretty much, yeah. It's like yeah. The, the champions. I love but that he dedicated time to learning how to say the best in all the languages. R- Ronaldo <laughs> was, he wasn't just, you know, exercising his jaw. He was legitimately singing along to these words. That's so and, good. And uh, at the end of it, he like, gave himself a little nod and he was out of his his rendition of the song. He's like, that Rosetta Stone subscription paid off. Let's go. (laughs) I don't know if you you guys saw the controversy about this uh, Champions League anthem at this game. They were panning down the line and Luka Modric was kneeling for the anthem, but then they they panned out and they realized he's just very short. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Ryan. Okay. Sorry. Maybe, maybe not as woke as we thought, right? Mm. Uh, mm. Go back to your tree, yup. <laughs> so, okay, what is our ruling on Ronaldo singing the Champions League anthem before a big match? I um, am a massive play on. I think this is one of the greatest <laughs> things I've ever heard. Uh, full disclosure, I've yet to see the clip. Brooks, please send it to me so I can watch it and enjoy it in its full glory. Ronaldo is a treasure. We must protect his cockiness, his competitiveness. Uh, everything he does is amazing. I'm in. Yeah. I, I completely a play on for me as well. Ronaldo is an internationalist. Uh, the Champions League is his nation. He can sing <laughs> along and he represents yeah. it. There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. I love that he wants to win so bad that he presumably took some time to learn how to say the best in all these languages <laughs> just so he yeah. could belt it out on television. It's fantastic. Or maybe he just thinks uh, he can impress FIFA because, you know, hey guys, I'm also singing the anthem. That's how on brand <laughs> I am. How about another Ballon d'Or? That's a good mm. point. That's a very good point. I mean, it's, uh, it's UEFA's song, but uh, yeah. Yeah, whatever. You yeah. Know, it's close enough. But it's all right. I also say play on, but my question is, 
So do you think, where else do you think he's singing the uh, Champions League song? Does he do this at home, while he's in the shower? That nod of approval for himself meant that he had put in the time for it. And as we yeah. know, Ronaldo's regimen is super uh, yeah. wide-ranging, and, and all he thinks about is success, and he dedicates every moment of every day to being the best. So I can only imagine the fervor with which he learned this song. So I imagine he was singing it at home, singing it to his son, his dog, his girlfriend, everybody. I mean, I'm pretty sure that he sings it while sort of choking back the tears while furiously masturbating in front of the mirror <laughs> every night. I, I think uh, in the operating room... Just picture room, that. Picture that for a second. When his children are born... I've already done it. Yeah, I don't already. want to think about that too much. But in the operating room, when his children are born, picture as, it. The, as they come out, as the crowning happens, I can see him singing that song. Yeah. As his children, so it's the first thing they hear in the world is the, the champion song, and they're born into that... Beautiful melody. I feel like when he blends up his shake of unicorn blood and protein in the morning <laughs> so he can perform at his highest levels, when, he's screaming when he's doing over the his, blender as well. When he's doing his mouth exercises with that Japanese uh, <laughs> mouth uh, tool. Sure. I think uh, he's he's listening to it then. Even when he's about to go to sleep and he's got his big Ronaldo stance blanket over him, <laughs> and he's cuddling up. He's just whispering to himself, "The champions." Did I? I might have said it before, but did I tell you guys I have one of those blankets, those Ronaldo blankets that he came out? I with? know that. I didn't know it's that. It's massive. It's a the the company sent me one, and it's this massive blanket with the CR7 on one side and the silhouette of Ronaldo in his free kick pose. Are you side? getting a lot of play out of that in your place of living? It's actually very comfortable. It's a great blanket, and it's massive. Does it make you relax your shoulders? Uh, yeah, I relax my shoulders all the is time while I wear it. the champion of blankets? It is, yeah. I sing the song, I wear the blanket, I relax my shoulders. Awesome. So, yeah, so that's, that's Life Ref, and that's also the end of regular time. Woo! I mean, boo. God, that's so sad for you idiots that aren't in the E.T. gang. It's very sad, yeah. So rectify that major problem immediately because on Extra Time we'll be discussing uh, San Diego's new team name. San Diego has a new team and a very interesting name with a bizarre reasoning behind it. So don't Mm. miss that. We're going to talk about that. We'll also talk about uh, the fan who traveled 6,000 miles to go see a non-league club that he played with in Football Manager. And we'll, Dedication. That's kind of an extension of life ref, whether that's uh, you know good or not, whether, whether he should be doing that. We've got some more stuff in life ref. We're going to circle back on Tim Cahill and his dubious, questionable uh, goal celebration for Australia. Mm. Can we do a yeah. Cahill double and do the Gary Cahill a head bandage. Oh, oh yeah. It's going to be all Cahill all the time and extra time. Yeah, that would be, we'd be remiss not to mention that. So thanks to producer Bobo Martino for Bobo. taking this show as high as he is, which is very, very high. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny because he likes weed. Uh, yeah. On social media, you can find us at Dirty Tackle <laughs> on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. My Twitter all handle is at BrooksDT. Ryan, what's yours? Uh, it's at Yup Heinkiss Cool Place for Happening People. 
All one word. <laughs> Don't at me. It's a very cool Twitter handle. That account follows no other accounts. It is on its own. It's on an island. They tweet the goodness. You can follow it, but yeah. they're not following you. It's only on the dark web, too. Lots of cryptocurrency talk on there. Shiny suits. <laughs> Lots of that on there. Theo, what is your Twitter handle? Oh, shit, I forgot. No, just kidding. Oh, no. It's at Theo Messi DT. Tweet at me. Let's talk about football. Tweet soccer, more, Twitter. Theo. Please tweet Whatever more. Whatever you call it. I've started to. We need more Theo tweets. Yeah. All right, I'll work on it. All right, good. And on that note... We'll talk about it at an extra time. Why not? We'll see you next time or an extra time, but we'll see you. Love you. Bye. Have a good time. Bye. Night-night. Night-night. Sleep well. Don't let the buggies bite. The buggies? Ha, <laughs> ha,